Uh, so Dan. Yo. Uh, it it's come to my attention that you have violated the the laws of our realm, our space. Oh. Uh, sacred no, space here. Well, I feel like I you have to tell me the charge if you're gonna if you're gonna call me out in public like this in the pod. Oh, well, well, he uh, doesn't he the, doesn't have to, but I think he should probably. This is no just podcast. The prompt words that are so sacred to what we do here must never be repeated. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. Well, we've done prompts. a fair amount of these, and like, there's not that many words in the English language. We've done like twenty. That's like sixty words. It's a lot. That's like, if you get at least a hundred and we've gone through how many? Listen, bub, your vocabulary may be peanuts, but that's no excuse for deliberately repeating the word curse. Yeah, well, the curse didn't even really play that heavily. Well, I... It sort of did, but it's sort of more. It was central Dan, to the setting. Dan, it's not time for cross-examination yet, so... <laughs> Objection! <laughs> 30 years in the brig. Uh, unfortunately, we have no rules as to what the consequences are for such a grave transgression. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I guess you get to choose... What's fair? What, what's, what's a fair punishment yeah, for repeating a prompt word? Well, I know That's that fair. the legal precedent is the removal of my right hand, but, you know, given that it's, like, my first offense, maybe you could just take off, like, a pinky or something. That seems pretty reasonable. I thought it was just the prompt fingers on your right hand so that you can't shoot a prompt bow. Oh, yeah. yeah you could just blind me, I guess. That might be easier. That's true. Okay, yeah. well, we're physically separated, so honor system, just do it yourself. I, I trust you. Okay, I'll do it right after this. I don't want to get blood on this nice microphone that Chesspring got oh, me. Oh, yeah, and you'll be terrible. It'll be terrible uh, audio if you're in shock the entire recording. Which be Yeah. Don't do it. That's true. Okay, promptly okay. after we finish recording, you have to punish yourself for repeating a prompt word. Okay, that's, that seems pretty reasonable to me. I'll, I'll get on that. Okay, now that the business is out of the way, hello, and welcome to 30 Minute Worlds, the podcast where we make up a world, be it fantasy, sci-fi, or erotica. And usually <laughs> or, horrifying. Uh, rarely erotica, actually, we haven't done that yet. We but haven't. This is a safe for work podcast. Well, okay, that, that <laughs> is not strictly speaking <laughs> true, I guess. Uh, this is a safe for children who... Uh, Chew Tobacco podcast. <laughs> Wolf's not yeah, here, you, so it's safe. If you have the maturity level of a child in a Stephen King story, this podcast is for you. You have that's well, a very mm-hmm. wide range of maturity levels. Um, yeah, do you remember it? I don't this like maybe a little bit too those inclusive. Kids cuss, man, that uh, that segment doesn't exist, Chespin. It doesn't <laughs> exist. It's not real. Whoa, okay. Wait. What that segment that are you talking about? No, 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 no. I watched the film adaptation. Safe for it had, work status. It had Hater oh, in it. I like that okay. guy. He's pretty good. Uh, but that, that didn't happen, so it must not be real. So on this podcast, we don't discuss scenes from Stephen King's It. We actually uh, bring prompt words to bear and have Lorelad, who uses those prompt words along with the rest of the group, to create a new world in 30 minutes or less or more. It's usually more. Uh, who's going to be Lorelad? Uh, well, I do have a sacred, uh, four-sided caltrops here, uh, so I will, I'll roll it. Throw the bones. Oh, what number? Can I get the audio in? Oh. 
that is a that is a one, which uh, is that Walter? Normally that would be Walter, yeah, because uh, Walt is well, one, and I believe you are two. I'm three, and Belvin is four. Yeah, reroll, yeah. reroll. Alphabetical, I think. Oh, that is a well. That's a two. This thing is loaded. Uh, so that means I am the lore lad. Uh, what mangled worlds we shall explore. Um, Belvin, did you have anything in mind for this week? Uh, I have a word. It's wisp. Wisp. Okay. Wisp. I like that. Um, my word is, oh, let me just check this list real quick and make sure we have mm-hmm. any more. Yeah, just make sure. Did we, was caravan a word on the mini-sode? The camel thing with the theaters? I don't think that was I a thing. I don't think so. I'm, I also don't is, think the minisodes count. Yeah, I think... I think Exactly. I'm going to blind myself anyway, so I'm going to pick caravan for my word. Okay. okay. All right, then I guess I'm going to pick Sea of Time. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you were going to pick World War One this week. Uh, you've been waiting. Uh, no, right. To oh, pick frog. World War One. That's what I was going to pick. I was going to pick oh, frog. frog. Yeah, no. I like frogs. <laughs> uh, Against the rules. <laughs> I picked sorry. Toad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, so what were the last two already? Because my joke uh, blew. Wisp and Caravan. Wisp, Caravan, and uh, about Fear. Fear is a good word. That's a rich one. Okay. All right. A wellspring of emotion. Fear. So wisp, caravan, and fear. Wisp is kind of like a kind of like a will o wisp kind of. Got right, like a like, sprightly being of light. Yeah, mm-hmm. wisp can be kind of spirits. Wisp can be a lot of things. Is kind of why I said it. Yeah, like wisp of smoke, wisp of. Yeah. Well, wisp can be a bad thing too. Wisp, I think there, there's a variety of wisp that like lures travelers to their death in bogs, and it's like Celtic mythology or something. That might just be a Harry mm-hmm. Potter monster. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, usually the will o wisp. I mean, the will o wisp is a lot of bad shit. There could be helpful yeah. wisps. I think it would be cool if we made a world where everyone was evacuating. Okay. Everyone was running away from something. So there are these big caravans, all the civilizations trying to move away okay. from something. Right, something they're afraid of. Right. Uh, yeah, I like that. So, is this? Um, are they all moving in one direction, or are they just moving constantly? Like maybe in one the- direction. Maybe maybe um, there's two continents, and one continent is really hard to get to. It's across some strait or something. Mm-hmm. I also like this idea. The idea of um, if everybody's moving in one direction then that means it's like this compressing sort of action. Like instead of everybody like scattering to the, to the winds, it's more like everybody's getting pushed closer and closer together. Right. They'd be interacting. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's like your local village, right? Formed like your own sort of little caravan and you, you fled this threat or whatever it is. And then like in the lo- the surrounding villages, you all sort of either end up together or in competition and then, from the hamlet over it just sort of strength in numbers but also like pooling resources and stuff like that and it just makes sense right and if we have a world with different civilizations maybe different species then them having to come into contact on the road would be really interesting mm-hmm. okay so what are they running away from then this is uh you said wisp 
what my mind goes to, and bear with me, it's a mm. little Final Fantasy X, a little bit of Final Fantasy X, that there is some sort of veil that's being... Oh, that's a little... Okay, that's a little too Fortnite. Um, <laughs> no, no Fortnite caravan <laughs> setting, please. Well, it's like, oh, like, there's just this veil that's passing over the world from west to east. That the <laughs> Everyone gets a message. They have 60 seconds until the storm comes. Yeah, and, and the people that lead the caravans, they're all Twitch streamers. Oh. <laughs> we got all these licensing deals. So my idea is that the when you're so like when you die... Um, your wisp leaves like a wisp leaves your body if it's not okay. uh mm. if it's not tended, and then that wisp, um, those wisps like somehow wreak havoc. Um, I like that. Maybe there's there's some trigger that wisps who have previously not been enough of a problem to get people to flee their home. Maybe <laughs> maybe there is a war, and like all the spirits of the dead bodies band together i like that mm -hmm. so it's, it's something sort of like like the part of this land like originating from these two kingdoms that were at war or whatever is being consumed by this like horde of wisps basically that overrun the landscape with this choking fog yeah what if, what if there are three mm -hmm. kingdoms that have been at war and that's, that's part of why this is so unprecedented that these three kingdoms have never been all at war with one another okay so a ton of casualties and the wisps mm -hmm. that normally are, if not benevolent, not not actively hostile. These are you know, like war, war wisps. They're sort of uh, collateral damage, or not collateral damage, but they're sort of like a byproduct of a byproduct of war. They don't seem to have any real agency by themselves, and and I I've been resisting it, but I do need to mention it. Mm that what happens in Final Fantasy X is that these wisps, if they're not uh, dealt with, sort of coalesce into monsters, and that that's like... Like, every every monster you fight in the game is this collection of, like, dead souls. Um, no, I like that a lot, and because it, it, it lets us do... We can use fog as, like, the sign of, like, the fallen lands and, like, the danger. Like, if you're, like, on guard when the caravan is at rest tonight and, like... It, like a heavy fog descends or like just rolls in out of nowhere, like beasts start appearing within it. What if um, the form that these wisp collectives take is taking all the uh, scattered armor and, and weapons from the battlefield and left and having these shambolic golems of war relics? Oh, oh I like that. Yeah. It's just like masses of like, the, like his like, sword like this automaton is like just like a thousand swords that are like being held together by the spiritual energy of these wisps yeah fucking metal oh yeah and maybe they do um band together like like and like a little bit where there would be like a sword golem that would that would so you, there would be all this gigantic battle and thousands of people had died and those thousand swords all became one horrifying like entity oh yeah i like yeah. I, yeah, I like it at scale i like the idea of these titans just rampaging like all five five thousand breastplates fused together 
And I like the idea that like or, some of them like some of them might resemble like animals or even people. Like it's like a giant like alligator with like giant halberd or like uh, ballista arrows like for the teeth. And then some of them are just like it is literally just like a ball of swords. It just rolls because what the fuck? How do you fight huh. that? Like what do you do? Yeah, it's just literally like a giant ball of swords starts rolling at you and it's just ruining your hometown. Interesting. I guess in my head they're kind of alien looking, a little neon Genesis Evangelion. I, oh. I like the idea of it varying. Like maybe like yeah. if it's smaller, it's a bit more conventional because they're like they're using like the environment as stimuli. Like there might be like a small like it's like a dog made out of these leftover things. And as it gets bigger and bigger, it, it doesn't have to yield to natural sort of uh, inspiration. And there's okay. also this this sort of, um, it's called the square cube law. Basically, the bigger something is, the more, like, it has to have, it has to be much sturdier. The taller something is, the sturdier it has to be by orders of magnitude. And it, like, races away from itself to the point where... You can't have things that are super big without them being, like, really sturdy looking. It's the reason why, like, an elephant looks the way it does, whereas an ant is, like, this spindly little thing. I present to you the giraffe. Uh, right, but they're also animated by spirit. Right, but and that's the thing. They At a certain point, they don't—it doesn't make any sense for them to obey, like, the laws of nature, and they start obeying this, like— sort of uh spirit law right they they break away and they become terrifying mm -hmm. in my head the reason that this is all happening so there's unprecedented war if this is a world where if you don't properly deal with a, a dead body if you don't give it its ritual um it becomes a wisp and maybe like has to wander the lands normally there's like really good practices like you always do the, the death ritual you always let him to rest mm -hmm. somehow Mm -hmm. um, but this yeah. is an unprecedented giant war and instead of all these rituals for all these dead people the the landscape of this whole region is pretty like war torn there, the, there's lots of people scavenging now lots of people just trying to like steal stuff from the battlefields um, no one's taking mm -hmm. care of the bodies mm, like there's bandits everywhere like law and order is cracking down yeah life has already gotten shitty just from being war torn like war is or is bad enough, but people haven't left yet. Mm -hmm. But after all of this, after like all these people are just like barely hanging on to this unprecedented wartime. Maybe it could be something like to like, so the rights are the thing and perhaps there are like, not only do they not have time or resources to properly minister to all these bodies, but there could be like Valkyrie sort of XPs that have either because of celestial goings on have been killed or they're just too overworked because of the mass of bodies they have to deal with. If you do die a valiant death in battle, you might get to move on like that, but it's just too much. There's too many dead corpses and they can't minister to anybody. Mm -hmm. Could be. For some reason, I like the idea of just leaving the cosmology at you become a wisp when you die. If you're not like your spirit wanders. Okay. If you uh, yeah. don't, I dig that what too. What do you think, Lorelad? Yeah, I, I guess I, I also kind of... Because um, you start getting into the cosmology of uh, Valkyrie, you start getting into gods as well. Um, and like who who leads the Valkyrie and that kind of thing. Our last session was perhaps a bit uh, over-cosmological as well anyway, so I'm fine with um, that. Gotta swing that pendulum. The I do like the idea 
though, that there is a group of people that is not directly affiliated with any of the three kingdoms uh, that is or was their duty was to like make sure that every single life is put to rest the right way. And I feel like that group in most things is like always sort of tied to like a church apparatus. So what if we did something instead like it's a professional organization? Like that's just their job. (laughs) Like Like they, they help move souls on like they don't even necessarily know where they're moving them on to but they stop them from becoming wisps right their rituals in terms of there being like a set of necessary steps but in in this world has kind of become decoupled from religion it's just an industry i like that a lot Mm -hmm. um i also if we're talking about flavoring Mm -hmm. for some reason three kingdoms i kind of want to make this like a asian chinese style world maybe just because when i think of like war-torn lands there's a a Poet I liked a lot, Du Fu, um, who wrote mm-hmm. lots of poems about how terrible the massive periods of war in historical China were, in feudal China. I'm cool like, with that. Yeah, maybe a Chinese type saying. Though maybe if we have three kingdoms, maybe they could be. I mean, we could make the next piece of of different civilizations. Well, wait, what if we did a thing? Yeah. So, like that—that that is the intersection, right? Like China, that in East Asia is of already pretty varied groups of people and we don't have to get right. too deep into it but like you could do like a sort of india xp like clashing with china or maybe they're trying to flee the continent they're fleeing to is like the india xp um but i'm cool with the asian like because i always sort of think like the sengoku like the warring states for this sort of thing in japan and i don't think we've done like a straight asian xp really well there there's the uh, japanese farm world with vegetable spirits oh yeah garlic baby world <laughs> The Ghibli world. There's also, of course, there's uh, Mongolian wood. This con has flown, <laughs> which is not an XB. That, that just historical. Oh, that's not an XB. That's just historical fiction. Yeah, it is historical. I'm sorry. It's. <laughs> it was really, really accurate. It's just Hot Wheels World Tour in uh, in Mongolia. Yeah. Car radio. Ugh. Yeah. So we've already set up sort of a few periods here. We've got like. Um, and the important, the important events are this war, which sort of marked like this, uh, beginning of the wisps being a real big problem Mm -hmm. and they, I guess they got out of hand and now, and after a certain point, everybody started to abandon, uh, after, after what has been retroactively dubbed the war of the wisps, the whole, the whole Mm -hmm. land is out of control. I feel like. Where this starts, right, is at battlefields. Like that's ground zero for this is the battlefields. And in a in a setting where kingdoms are involved, the the leadership of the nations are going to be at ground zero. Like the king and his siblings and his cousins are gonna be at the battlefield. So I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of like authority figures die very early on into this becoming a problem. Right. So from each, I think from each kingdom, there would be a caravan of the nobles, of all the like high ranking people who weren't in battle and have therefore not been immediately destroyed by the, the, uh, the weapon monsters. Mm-hmm. I'm sure one of the caravans, uh, the king is, king is there because he didn't die because he never actually, he's not the kind of king who goes to war, right? Uh, 
he's a sort of a spineless king, and now he's shackled with like leading his people. Yeah, I was calling uh, the Silver Kingdom. Sure. And the king of the Silver Kingdom was, <laughs> was never a warrior king. Mm. Um, he, he's just terrified out of his mind. But he's trying to lead his people. Like, let's say the Silver Kingdom is like holding together okay. Yeah. And, but the, then maybe there's another kingdom that just got completely wrecked. Like maybe like the all of the breastplates in the battle band together become this like giant golem that smashed everything up. Oh man, yeah. and the corpses are still wearing the golems, so it's like it's got skeletons dangling off and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a prog rock cover if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can call that one the Iron Kingdom. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the Iron yeah, well, I mean that, that's kind of poetic. Yeah. Like if we assume that the Iron Kingdom was maybe like the most martial of them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe they were winning the war and like they had just won a massive battle. And so it sort of had driven off the other two. And that that's why they're because they're if they are more martial people, more of their like leaders would have been at the battle. Ooh, wait, wait, we talked about scavengers. What if the Iron Kingdom just tried to like take all this stuff back, all these bodies with all these weapons without bothering to do any rights? Oh, and that uh, yeah. the whole thing. Like, they just want all the raw metal for reforging. Oh, Maybe. I like that. They just chucked them all in carts and were like, "All right, back to the capital." And that's ground zero for. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you got all these wisps, like just kind of piled together, uh, and it's not like they're like burning them or anything. Which maybe would like that's not the rights, obviously. Maybe it just like destroys some of them, but that's dope. Maybe it maybe it works, um, but. You got to do some sort of rights. Like, there's, there's gonna be just burning them is really just getting rid of the bodies. Maybe mass uh, rights are a thing, like where you can do like a mm-hmm. whole bunch of people at once. Like how Catholics in battle can like absolve like a whole group of soldiers at once. Maybe, mm-hmm. but what if, what if you can? Like, what if this world just like has it built in that when there's war, there's a lot of death, and you have to do like <laughs> a lot of rights if you want to do it right. Um, well, what I was going with that is that it, it like it probably wouldn't work well, and in this case, I think the Iron Kingdoms were not even bothering to do it. Could be. I mean, maybe the consequences of like not if a wisp is quote unquote haunting you, like maybe it just like whispers in your ear. Maybe you get like bad dreams sometimes. Mm. Historically, there's been no precedence for this kind of uprising. Well, maybe, maybe the Iron Kingdom was trying to uh maybe maybe they had a falling out with this professional organization of um of uh what what would we call them i've got this idea of the of salt being important Mm -hmm. like warriors of salt oh we can just call them the salters the salters okay yeah I do. That, they that, have like a, like lots of tubes of salt, like because it's like sort of like special, like like your kit of all your different. You got your fine grain salt, you got your sea salt, you got mm. your Himalayan rock crystal salts. I feel like you wouldn't have to choose between different kinds. I feel like there'd probably be one or two best. Whatever, it's fine. They got different they salts. got professional disagreements about the kind of salt that's best. I should now say, look, this Himalayan stuff is just, it winds much better. It's, it's purple. It's very, it makes a big show when you, when you, when you're sending. 
turning them off. <laughs> they upcharge like families, like before they go to like a funeral to put the thing, like the people to rest. Like, yeah, we can see this premium salt it's fresh from the fresh from the ocean. It's pretty good. But but the Iron Kingdom f- had a falling out with the these salters because, uh, actually, yeah. Why would have they? Why would that have happened? I mean, my head is it's hubris. Mm. Like they, it is have gotten so martial that they're like why do we do all this why do we like why are we paying money that could go to more weapons that was where my mind went was that they like broke the contract like to just pay for more soldiers and weapons oh and paradoxically because the salters have been doing such a good job uh they didn't even think that it was going to be that big of a deal uh yeah it's never happened before why would it happen Right, they 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 would be pretty complacent, and I think the 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 remnants of the Iron Kingdom would have a lot of mercenary bands, a lot of like really dangerous guys, mm-hmm. who are, are maybe terrorizing all the different caravans that are fleeing because mm. they're just trying to like take over, take their supplies, yeah, off them. They've got like protection rackets on the caravans and shit like that. Mm. And maybe the last kingdom could be the Clay Kingdom. And could be like the biggest mm-hmm. one, the most pastoral. Clay is good. I like clay. You know, country people that are trying to flee. Mm. I'm trying to think of like yeah. what else we can do to distinguish them. Uh, it's my neighbor mowing his grass. It's fucking eight <laughs> o'clock at night. Yes, no. <laughs> Nobody has a schedule he's, anymore. He's lost control of his what life. F- yeah, that's we've the thing. All, <laughs> we've all lost control. Uh, well, well, I mean, how do you want to fill out the clay, the clay kingdom? I Unless think you just want to say it's like the Earth Kingdom from yeah, Avatar. Yeah, there's a big wall. <laughs> what? Uh, there's a really big what? wall. Well, there's so many cool, um, uh, incredible Earth structures that have been made by humans or like hewn out of rock, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, clay specifically reminds me of like Pueblo. Uh, Pueblo. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe their capital is on the walls of this gigantic valley oh yeah and what if they're the only like remaining civilization what if a lot of them aren't fleeing because they have some security <laughs> they're kind of bunkered in i like that and, and maybe they're the ones that had the best relationship with the salters um and because because of the way that their nation is set up they actually have to deal with um individuals that are and like groups of people that just uh die like alone at their farm and they have to they have to always be sending salters out so they are very familiar with the threat and they were ready for it so like most of the clay kingdom's population has sort of fled now to these cities and as a consequence they have all of these salters sort of concentrated in one place and they can sort of yeah, manage I mean, it, it, it well you can say it's the most populous one or was so maybe a lot of people are in caravans but there's still a lot of people left that are in the in the um, like valley wall cities, mm-hmm. there's like holdouts that think they can make it. Because mm-hmm. it, it would have been it would have been so traumatic to like force all of the population of this kingdom into the cities because they're not set up to deal with. Oh yeah, what if there mm-hmm. were some hard choices? What if like only a certain number of people were let in, and yeah, then they the shut the, the gates? Yeah, I think that would happen. That's sad. Yeah, and then those people either had to, I guess they went out and tried to, so people have to, you still have to have farmers. 
otherwise everybody's just going to have to leave uh, eventually because you're going to run out of food sooner rather oh, than yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, to be continued there. Um, yeah, yeah, can of worms. Do y'all want to talk about the caravans more? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's... Because we set up the kingdoms, we set up the, the threat that the War of the Wisps left. And let's just assume that these these beings are pretty unstoppable with their current level of of war acumen. That they're just yeah. stomping around this continent, which is big enough to hold the three kingdoms. Right. Basically, and, the only people that could stop them would be like a team of salters, and like they're not used to dealing with them in that way. So it's <laughs> it's a brand new field for them. That's funny. Like the only people that would have the potential. To fight this genre fight, are <laughs> just scared merchants. Yeah, <laughs> the no, I definitely like the idea that like the, the like the traditional like martial people that sort of started all this can't really fix it by just killing them. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of helpless. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could set up a little hook where the Clay Kingdom, like it, it seems like maybe a possibility that the Salters who are stuck behind the walls and the people of the Clay Kingdom can figure out some solution, but. Mm. leave that unresolved so i think that what the caravan looks like then i mean obviously it's a very desperate situation you're in because you're they're all refugees at the end of the day uh, and they're carrying everything they own on their backs i think the salters are always going to occupy a pretty important part in these caravan or societies like i don't know if they're leaders but they're at least like well respected and probably have a higher status each caravan wants at least one. Oh, you have to have well, at least at one. least at least yeah. two <laughs> right. Well, you need one in case well, the there, other salter there's does. There's lots of caravans. We're talking yeah. about like really big scale of diaspora. I like the idea mm-hmm. that like maybe before you like bought your way into being a salter, but now they're they have to sort of choose apprentices out of these caravan uh, like children. It's like maybe like war orphans and stuff like that. But like it's like a big deal if like your kid gets picked because they just elevated their status a lot. Mm hmm. Are we thinking that the the time scale of this evacuation is over decades? Is that the? It must be right. I think it's just a big ass continent, and that's why it's taken so long. Yeah, could be. I mean, I I can imagine like that you live constantly on the move, and that there's some people whose whole job is being outriders and scouts mm-hmm. and going, "Yep, um, the the storage colossus is like this many miles away. It's stomping around. We have to get going." And that's just how life is always. God. <laughs> we, we've made yet another one that's just really miserable to live in for most people. <laughs> but there's light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. I mean, so what? Maybe, hmm. There has to be well, an endpoint, right? Like, if they're fleeing. What if there is, like, there could be, like, a city. Like, maybe this all started in the north and there's, like, a major merchant city in the south that has a lot of ships. And it's like sort of a rumor that like if you can get there, they're evacuating people off the continent or you can buy your way off. All right. But would it right. really be like that many years away? I don't know. And still be like have any communication if there's not like a line of just like legend. I'm trying to think logistically what makes sense for mm-hmm. an out. Because, I mean, if it's just like trying to get to the coast and trying to get in boats, that'd be one thing. But if these people, like, are so far away from the coast they don't have boats, then right. they don't have time to make boats or know how. Well, it's like they, they definitely didn't have time to make boats. Hmm. Um, 
uh, and make enough boats initially. I mean, they could just make more trips. I mean, there could be a strait, mm-hmm. you know, like an ice bridge, like historically there was between Asia and North America. I think the problem, the the big problem is that if you evacuate, where do you go? Right? So all of the people that left originally and got to this, the uh, city in the South, like there was, there was too many of them. And either, either there was another major event that happened there because again, there was this crush of people uh, or they just had to turn around and go home essentially. Oh man, that'd be so awful. Like just so many people show up, <laughs> they start fighting for resources. I don't know. I think no. it's the Lorelad call. Like, I don't really know. Cause I feel like we either do this, that it's just really big scale and it, it takes like two or three, or like we're two or three decades in, or we do it like it's just like a decade and we're at like year like seven after it happened. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Like a more immediate sort of. Because then it's fresher, I think, right? Like some people have like the trauma of like the fucking giant awful spear of whatever it was you said, like Colossus. Uh, yeah, we can call them the Colossi. Yeah, a giant spider made out of spears killed my family. <laughs> <laughs> well... I think we could go, we, we could dig into that. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think dig that we the are. Trauma? Well, you can always dig into the trauma, man. The spiritual healing that we could get, it would be immeasurable. Probably not, though. Better not, better not to go into it. Probably not. I'm sorry. We just we don't have that kind of time. I could be here. I'd be here till <laughs> dawn, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we made a fully formed, fully formed setting. I still... I want to know where they're going. Maybe we don't know that yet. Maybe they don't know that yet. Yeah. Like they're in kind of undiscovered territory. The kingdoms, like maybe like terrain gets really rough once you're a certain amount of miles away from whatever area the kingdoms are in. I like, I but mean, like it's people like just a, never made that far. They're desperate, wisp blown people fleeing <laughs> from place to place. They're just wisps in the wind. Mm. And the saddest part is that because everyone's just running away from this this problem that it's never really going to get better uh because until there's actually a force that rallies to get rid of get rid of these things that are like uh world ending problem that <laughs> no group can actually has any idea how to deal with so they're mm-hmm. just running yeah i like that the implication sequel is that they have to with all these different civilizations that they encounter and be like hey will you mm-hmm. help us deal with this <laughs> yeah yeah like on, on a on a post this is a pretty hard to unfuck post-apocalypse uh yeah. i think yeah if this is like medieval levels like what are you going to do against the titans although i do think you could sort of go with sort of like uh there's you know there's call of cthulhu which is like really dire and you don't really fight anything because it'll kill you and you'll go insane. And then there's Pulp Cthulhu, which is where <laughs> you go into every fight with a Tommy gun and like a smirk, and you're you're killing uh, Yogg-Sothoth's children at every at every turn. <laughs> they think they go through the Badlands. It takes them a decade to get through, and then they come to a civilization that has guns, and they're like, "Yeah, we can take care of that." <laughs> <laughs> Once again, guns were the solution to our sex problem. <laughs> The, the problem yeah. is they didn't have any swashbucklers. 
This is good. I, I like I like it when our podcast ends by ruining everything we work on. <laughs> yeah, so the final twist is that the key to the setting is that for everybody Actually, to go sailing away on ships and become pirates. Actually, this was stupid the whole time. <laughs> uh, well, folks, that's our show. Uh, if you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every other Wednesday. And if you're feeling saucy, you can go ahead and write us a five-star review uh, and share us with all of your world-building friends. It really helps us out. Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us, too, at lorelads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world-building. Bye.